Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Rich Cardona. Welcome back to The Leadership Locker, the place to be if you're a new entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, if you've been around for a while and still looking to gain knowledge from some industry experts, which is who I have on today. The industry expert I have on today is a man named Michael Lozier, and he wrote a book you may have heard of called The Law of Attraction. Even if you haven't read about The Law of Attraction, you've heard of the principle itself. And it's simply this, you attract what happens to you, positive or negative. And there's a lot more to it than that, of course, and I'm just gonna let you listen to the podcast to determine it, but I was first introduced to this concept deeper by, I was listening to the MFCEO project with Andy Frisella and Vaughn Kohler months ago. And I'll never forget, I was walking around my neighborhood, it was nighttime and I was listening and I just really remember how deeply Andy was talking about the effect of visualization and how everything he had ever visualized and when he made a vision board, it all came to fruition. And since then, I've heard this from so many people, people who are wildly successful. And when you hear it works from people like this, it's time to start telling yourself that they're probably onto something and it's probably something you should look into. And it's probably also time to stop thinking that it's bullshit, that it's not provable, that whatever. You don't need to be cynical about it. So I read the book and I read the book twice. And it turns out that I have a lot to learn that things that were happening that were negative were things I brought on. You know, like when someone from the team left, I didn't see it coming. It was on the heels of me wondering what they were doing anyway. I put myself in that situation. Now on the flip side of that, there's all kinds of things that have been happening that I've been focusing on, that I've been manifesting and I didn't even know it. And what you'll learn about the law of attraction is that it really kind of puts a plug in coincidences that we are literally at all times attracting something in our lives and it's usually what we're giving the most attention and energy to so if you want to level up as an entrepreneur same way i do if you want to scale your business if you want to gainfully employ people if you want to serve and all these different aspects of of being a business owner then take a listen to michael now look Michael has given a zillion presentations. Uh, so in my opinion, he, he, I, he this is almost a presentation for him and he even says that. It's not a typical podcast that you've listened to, but nonetheless, uh, you're gonna wanna listen to it and then you will probably wanna pick up the book if you haven't, okay? Like you'll hear me say it in the podcast, like I have all kinds of pages cornered, dog-eared, underlined, highlighted, and it's just a concept that it's going to take a while to do. And I literally just got off a call with a gentleman up in uh, Philadelphia who saw me post about visualization somewhere and he recommended another book to me, but he started with the law of attraction. And he says the last 18 months since he's been practicing has completely catapulted his life into a stratosphere he never thought. And not just business, but personal life as well. So it's time to stop ignoring it. We're going to get into the show right now. 
Okay, everyone. Well, I'm here with Michael Lossier, and I, I got the book here, and I just told him before we started recording that I have tabbed out all the different places uh, that I would love to dive into, and it's going to be hard to do that in less than an hour, but that's okay. But Michael, uh, please tell us a little bit about you, what you're up to. I know this is not your only book, but this is the one we're going to cover today. Well, my name is Michael Lossier. I live uh, in Canada on the West Coast on an island, not too bigger than Gilligan's Island. Uh, it's called Vancouver Island, and I'm in the city of Victoria. And uh, I have been training Law of Attraction for 18 years. My book is 18 years old. It was one of the first books in the world to have the word Law of Attraction in its title. So I was a little weird back then. Now it's kind of a household word. And if it isn't, um, the experience of it is. You know, people say, oh, I don't, I don't do that. And I say, well, if you've ever used the word coincidence or serendipity or synchronicity or fate or karma or meant to be or everything fell into place. This is such a coincidence. I was just thinking about you. They are all evidence of law of attraction. So when you say this is such a coincidence, that is evidence or something fell into place. So the good news is you're already experiencing it. And the better news today, I'm going to teach people how to be deliberate. The best case scenario is that everybody has a pen and paper you see, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a motivated trainer. And my goal today, even though you think it's an interview, it's really a training session. And people are going to stop the car and take notes, and they're going to hear my voice in their head forever. And they heard it on Rich Cardona's uh, <laughs> podcast. That's what they're going to remember. It was on Rich's podcast. Who was it? <laughs> Everyone look at this book. It's not huge. And there's illustrations. Uh, there's worksheets in here. Yet half of it is dog-eared because I'm going to be honest, this type of thinking, this type of mentality, this type of belief in the science behind it is non-existent to me. I am the person who believes in coincidences. I am the person who believes in serendipity. My wife and I were just looking at houses 20 minutes ago, and this house happened to be virtually perfect with a couple extra things. And I'm like, how did this happen when we just decided we're going to not look anymore? So the first thing I want to ask you before we actually dive into it is tell me when you started personally experiencing the law of attraction and, and some of the things that started taking place in your life. Yeah, I'll do that. First, I want to explain why my book is this thin. You know, I self-published, and this was a seminar that I delivered a thousand times. So I went to the post office and I asked the postal person, how thick can a book be before it doesn't fit in the slot of a door? And she told me, and I went to the bookstore, and you know how thick it is? This thick. <laughs> so I made my book 144 pages so I could get, I was self-published, right? That was a big deal. Uh, you know, putting that in an envelope. Well, since then, I sold 3.7 million copies, and I didn't have to mail any. I, any uh, after the first 5,000, I never mailed them again. So, wow. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm a big chubby guy, you know. So when I was growing up, I really got to see the relationship between being worried about being bullied and being bullied, or being worried about being fun found of and being fun of. And it was just like that. Even going to school, I remember, oh, hope nobody picks on me. And it, like we just, it, of course, we didn't use the word manifest, but it would happen. I was also conflicted because I was nice. I was a nice, I would, gave my parents the, you know, I was the favorite, right? And I thought, why would I attract negative things? I was so puzzled. And at that time, I grew up in a Catholic family and was going to church. And, and I thought, well, that doesn't make any sense that I would attract negative things. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice kid. I was friendly. And 
that boy, I worried about bullied, I don't get bullied. And then as I was getting older in school, I kind of would hang out with somebody that, and in today's terms, I would say that matched my vibe. I didn't even know what that meant when I was a kid, but it was like, oh, this person doesn't make fun of me. or And, so, and then I noticed when I would think about that kind of person, I would attract more of it. So I didn't know it was called law of attraction. And I certainly didn't know why I would attract negative things. That did not make any sense to me. It defied every rule of the universe or God or whatever people believe in. Why would, why would God send negative things? Why would the universe? It was so puzzling to me. Created a lot of conflict as well. You know, so I understood that. Then I was working for the government in Canada, and I was kind of using some uh, law of attraction things on them because people come to my office, they would be negative, And I would say, so what do you want? And they would reset their vibes. Of course, we never used the, all the words we're using today were so foreign back yes. then. Even the word vibration, people would giggle when I used it, right? Yes. Never mind a reset button, but now it's just commonplace. So I end up being the guy in the government with the closed office, and I was working with everybody privately. But when we were in the same room together, nobody ever talked about it. We never publicly said that we were all practicing this. Although the vibe in the office was good, people were watching their words. Then I started, uh, I started a company called Teleclass International while I was working for the government. We were delivering teleclasses or conference calls over the telephone. It's just like Clubhouse, but without the app. Yeah. Right? This, these, <laughs> these were the days. And I built my entire career doing classes on the telephone, teaching law of attraction. And I, while I was working for the government, I did it every Thursday for a year. And during tip number one, if you're going to write a book, do the cover first. So the very first thing is that I did the cover. It almost looks the same as that. I had a website. It was called. It is called lawofattractionbook.com when that was a foreign word. So after the call, it would be three and 400 people. They'd go to the website and it said, notify me when this is available. Oh, other note to self, I charged $21.95 for it. You know why? Oh. It was the only book in the world. <laughs> and now there's thousands of them. Now the publisher sells it for $9.99. Why? But my book is still the classic. It's published in 37 languages, 37 languages. It was in the top 10 in Malaysia for 10 years in a country. So I ended up going, I went to Malaysia seven times in my career. Yeah, it yes. attracted you. <laughs> and, yes, and I, and I didn't have to bring a, a debit card, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it was very that's well. amazing. You know, I'm doing, I'm collecting names and everything. And then I went, when I'm working for the government, I went to see a speaker. I live on an island. And why you need to know that is if you're here and it's seven o'clock, you're staying, right? <laughs> you're staying unless you're going on a flight somewhere. And it was in the afternoon and I thought, he's not going to catch the ferry to get home. So he said, no, I'm going to walk around Victoria. And I said, oh, I can go for a walk with you. We'll take you down to the blah, blah, blah. And he said, let's do it. And he was nice. He was friendly. So I said, I'd really like to do what you do. Now, when I worked for the government, I was a trainer, so I was in front of the room. So that was easy for me. I also understood about learning styles and how to teach using accelerated learning techniques. I'm going to do that today. But it wasn't the subject. And I said, boy, I'd love to do what you do. He said, well, if you had a book, it would be easy. So if I had a book, I'm a government employee. I don't have a book. But listen, I'm fast. On the way home, I said, you have a nine-inch binder. And it's full of worksheets and people sending in their examples. And, oh, I love when you said that. I love that. And I thought, did I say that? Did I? So I was collecting thank you cards and people's samples of their, their list and their manifestations. And so I took two years and I made it into a 144-page book. 
and I went to the Los Angeles Big Book Expo, the annual book expo, and I'm a shy Canadian, right? I, I don't say very much. And I showed it to many publishers and they said, this will never sell. <laughs> it's got worksheets, look at, and they'll never sell. Well, let me ask two questions based off of that. Well, actually, let, let me make a comment and then ask a question. The first is, if you're doing well teaching government personnel, uh, the law of attraction certainly must work. That must say a lot about you if you're able to get government people on board because they're usually extremely stiff. But the actual question I have is, after you decided and quickly made the book and you were getting that rejection, you talk about doubt and limiting beliefs in the book. What do you do? practicing the law of attraction, when those moments happen, what are we supposed to do? Well, you know what? It's called contrast. And contrast is anything that doesn't feel good. You can either chew on it and make your day worse. Say, oh, I hate when this happens. But that after my assistant was with me, went, went in the parking lot and we said, you know what? Let's get out of here. And she said, the vibe hasn't been here. And then we were heading back to the hotel and I said, hey, meet me at the pool. And we got to the pool and she said, how are you feeling? I said, I'm self-publishing. She said, what do you mean? I said, I'm going to hire everybody. The graphic artist, the back of the book, the printer. And I said, F you, I'm doing it myself. And I spent 96 cents to print <laughs> this book. And I sold it for $24.95. Yep. And I sold almost 500,000 copies on my own. And then when The Secret came out and Oprah interviewed the people on The Secret, the secret I was asked to be in The Secret twice. I said no for... Uh, you know, that they wanted to own the rights to the most important part, the allowing. Yes. You know, we talk, yeah, there's no one talking about that. There's no one talking about that. And I wasn't willing to give it up. And I didn't know what the secret is. I, I regretted it for about a day. And then I thought, you know what? The secret doesn't tell people how to do it. And that my, this is a seminar. Yes. This is a seminar and a glossy cover and a nice, that's all it is. It tells you how to do it in the worksheet. Let me ask you this. You said you moved quick. You realized you had all the information you needed in order to publish this book, so I'm kind of going backwards a little bit. But you did not procrastinate. We often procrastinate when we, as entrepreneurs, are completely overwhelmed with all the things that we need to do. And I have it right here. I know, I know what the answer is, but can you tell me exactly what procrastination is and how we should approach that using some of your principles? Well, I have the Michael Losha answer for procrastination. Not everybody will understand it and not to discredit what people understand. Here's what procrastination is. Procrastination means you're waiting for the energy to line up. That's all. Do you ever notice when you go to do it, everything you need fell in? Okay, now I can do this project. So it's not procrastination. It's just waiting for the energy to line up so you can start attracting things that are in alignment to the project. I never think of a project and finish it in the same day. I think about it, I put it on a pad of paper, and then I let it cook all week. And I thought, oh, I want to add that to it. And then when I go back to it, I say, oh. you know, I wrote all three of my books in the pub across the street on a yellow pad of paper. So everything's on this yellow pad of paper first. And that's, and that's where one idea collects another one, collects another one. The last thing I do is put it on a document because then the juices stop. Oh, it's got the wrong font and the wrong color. and the wrong, Like, who, get out of that. Just play with pen and paper and jot stuff down. I like doing a circle in the middle with the spokes. And then I can really play. Like, what 10 things do I want to talk about in this interview? Not this one, but if I'm do, planning a video, right? 
if I try to do it linear, I get stuck and stop. But I say, okay, well, I got to tell my name. What else? Um, I got to tell them about my book. What else? Uh, I got to drop the Oprah bomb. What else? I got to. So, and then it's all planned. And then I can put them in order. I can't do that on a computer, cutting and pasting. So just a note to everybody, go old school, get out a piece of paper. The time that you think about the idea and you put it on the paper, you just set the energy in motion. You gave it attention, energy, and focus. And law of attraction doesn't know what caused you, but when you wrote it down, it caused you to include it in your vibration. And as you're including anything in your vibration, that's your vibe, that's your mood, your feeling. People say, what's a vibe? Well, you're already using the word vibe when you say, wow, he's giving off a negative vibe. She's got a positive vibe. You're using the word vibe to describe a mood or a feeling. And right now you have a mood or a feeling. So that means right now you have a vibe, even if you're denying having one. And it's either something you want or something you don't want. It's either negative or positive. And here's the most important two sentences. If you're driving the car, stop the car, write this down. It is the most important sentence you're going to hear me say. When I heard this sentence, because remember before this, I didn't know why I was talking negative things. How could a nice guy be bullied? That didn't make any sense. <laughs> I heard this sentence in Seattle. I took a ferry back to Gilligan's Island where I live. And on the ferry, you know what I said? I'm doing this. I finally know the answer. Now, my job and my gift also is to take complicated subjects your life's purpose, how complicated that is, guess what? I can help you figure it out. How to communicate with other people, all four styles, law of attraction. My style is to make complicated things easier. And that, that's what I do with all the material, all the things that I'm doing. My friend Linda, who is an NLP master practitioner, we met one morning at my house on Sunday morning. And I told her about what I learned. And she said, oh, my God, that's, we don't have to explain that. I said, no, that's, that's why it's called the law. And then because we were both NLP, NLP teaches you how to do stuff with models and formulas and understanding learning styles. And we start to put stuff together. Here's the two-word job description for law of attraction. Match vibrations. But what about the negative ones? doesn't matter. It's not smart. It's obedient. And right now, law of attraction is eavesdropping on the vibe that you're sending about anything and everything, and it's responding to the vibe by matching the vibration that you're sending about it, whether negative or positive. You see, law of attraction isn't smart. It doesn't know whether you want it or don't want it or whether it's good or bad for you. It's not smart. It's obedient. People say the universe is testing me. The universe isn't testing anybody. It's matching you. Oh, the universe will figure it out. The universe doesn't figure stuff out. It matches you. Oh, the universe is testing me. It's not testing you. It's matching you. And if you're curious, you listening, if you're thinking, well, what's my vibe? How can I tell? Wouldn't it be nice if we had an app on the phone called the Vibrational Meter Reader? And you turn on and you'd scan yourself and you'd say, oh, what's my vibe? And you'd look at the phone and say, oh, my vibes are high or they're not. But there's no such thing as a vibrational meter reader. But all of us have one within us. We have an internal vibrational meter reader, and it's our feelings. Our feelings are the indicator of the vibe that we're sending. Number one, you want to know the vibe you're sending? How do you feel? You want to know the vibe that you're sending about money? Open your wallet. It's a perfect match. You want to know the vibe that you're sending about getting that job interview? How's that working for you? Everything that you're getting is matching the vibration that you're sending about it. And when you get what you don't want because you gave attention to, I was a nice guy, but what was I giving attention to? 
I gave attention to what I didn't want. And law of attraction is not very smart. And now it started to unfold and orchestrate to match the vibration of bullying to bullies. It was a perfect match every time. Michael, let me be a cynic. I love, I love to be a cynic and devil's advocate, especially with the person who's the actual expert. I'm not scared of you. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so you are saying, essentially, that everything that's taking place in my life is essentially something I have manifested, whether I have paid attention to it or not. The negative things that are happening, the fall I took down the stairs, or the lottery ticket that I won, or the speeding ticket that I got, are all things that I've manifested. If this is true to an extent, why aren't we all winning? Why aren't we all like in the house that we want to be in, or driving the car that we want, or in the job with the title that we want? Well, because law of attraction isn't responding to what you want. It's responding to how you feel about what you want. Because I want a happy, slender body. <laughs> Do you think that's the vibe that I'm sending? Do you think I can stand in the bathroom mirror like the chubby guy in the book? That's me. His bathroom, his, he can't even see. I couldn't see my feet. And my affirmation was, I have a happy, slender body. That's a positive sentence. Why does I not have that? Well, the nanosecond that I say I have a happy, slender body, did you know that affirmations send negative vibrations? So now I'm saying I have a happy, slender body, positive affirmation, and now I think about it. And the minute I think I have a happy, slender body, my says, no, you don't. You're not even, you can't even see your feet. You're bigger than you are. And now I'm starting that negative. Now I'm having a negative thought, which is causing me to send a negative vibration. I'm saying and reading a positive affirmation. Law of attraction doesn't know what I'm reading. It's responding to how I feel about what I'm reading. I want to make my point about this is important because people are saying they're stating something as if they have it. My friend, he's got all over himself. My bank account overflows. Money comes to me easily. I ask him about it. You know what he says? Oh, I can't even look at those. They just depress me. And the reason why, because the affirmation is not congruent with the feelings. You know, when I was traveling in Malaysia and all over the world, I knew that everybody knew Jim Carrey, and I called him a tall, skinny Canadian, and I was Michael Loge, a chubby Canadian, and I said, pretend that we're at the front of the room, and, some, and we have vibrational meter readers above our heads, and it's going e -e, negative, positive. We both have the same one. You hand us an envelope, and you know what the sentence says? I have a happy, slender body. The same sentence. I read mine, and my vibrational meter reader goes... <laughs> now, Jim Carrey, tall, thinner Canadian, his, his vibrational meter goes ding, 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 ding. The exact same sentence. It's not the sentence, it's how you feel about the sentence. Okay, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Station, okay? Look, how many repetitive things do you do on a daily basis that, let's just say it consumes... 20 minutes of your time, okay? So that's almost two hours a week, okay? If you're an entrepreneur, that's definitely two hours a week because you don't work just five days a week, okay? So two hours a week, we'll call it. Eight hours a month. Eight hours a month times 12, let me whip out my calculator, 96 hours, okay? So four days a year, you spend a full four days doing bullshit repetitive tasks that you don't need to be doing, repetitive tasks that someone else can do better, repetitive tasks that are keeping you from being completely focused. So when we look at all the things that we have to do as business owners and entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs, in the beginning, we're gonna be doing tons of it, but you have to start outsourcing. 
and there's virtual assistants through a company that I use called Rocket Station that are gonna help you. Now, the difference you need to know between Rocket Station and everyone else is that unlike some of the other platforms that host, Rocket Station leadership is amazing. I've had their CEO on my podcast. I talked to Greg, COO often, and my VA has a manager. There's an operations manager for the first few months. There's a process mapping that takes place that maps out all the processes that you need taken care of for you. So that way, before you're even interviewing candidates, we know the roles and responsibilities to a T. And by the way, if you write them, you will get 25% off of your process mapping, which is critical because that's the easiest way to fail. So here's what you can do. You can email brooks at rocketstation.com or you can go to landing.rocketstation.com. That is gonna ask you to set up an appointment. Now look, if you don't wanna fast forward and get married so quickly, then just reach out to me and we could have a conversation about it. But right now, I've helped a numerous amount of entrepreneurs get in touch with them, and they are thrilled at just the relief they are gonna have and the time they're gonna get back by taking them on. Let's get back to the show. When you talk about, uh, and this is in chapter three, identifying your desire, we kind of talked about that a little bit, but I'm going to read here. I'd, I'd like you to expand on it. The law of attraction brings you more of whatever you give your attention and energy and focus to if, and this is the big part I have underlined a million times, if, however, you identify your desire and don't give it attention, energy, and focus, then there is no manifestation. So if I would like to be a world-famous podcaster, and maybe I believe and feel like I can get there, but I don't give it attention, energy, and focus, it's not going to manifest. What is getting in the way of me giving it energy and focus? Okay, well, first, let's demystify the word manifest because it could be a jargon. You know what manifest means? Show up. It showed up. I said I wanted something. Boy, it showed up. My friend called, delivered it. Wow. Was it information? Was it an idea? Was it a television show? Was it a, a physical jacket? Manifest meant the delivery of something you gave attention to. Now, law of attraction is like ordering a pizza. You know, when you want to order a pizza, you don't call the pizza people and tell them all the things that you don't want. Hey, I'd like to order a pizza. Here's what I don't want on it. We don't do that. See how you would be giving attention to what you don't want? Yes. And then they deliver. So oh, I thought you said, no, I said I didn't want that. Who says that? See how it messes things up? So before we place the order, and imagine there's three of us, and we're going to get one large pizza. Do you know how much confusion that could be to try to find out what to order? Not in my house. You know what my first question is? I want to hear, what don't you want? You don't like onions? You. You don't want anchovies? And you don't like spinach. Okay, what if we got a pizza that had boom, 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 boom? I can order a pizza real fast. Now, I have birthed the clarity of the list by observing what we don't like. I had to know what we didn't like to birth what we do like. Now I got a list of it. And now, so here's our pizza, large, boom, everybody agree? They're stunned that we got to the answer so fast. Hashtag, I'm not new ordering pizza with a group of people, okay? <laughs> but now I have the list, and I put it in the center of the table. And we're having a couple drinks, and someone says, where's the pizza? And I thought, well, we didn't order that. We just built the list of what we wanted. <laughs> well, I thought you ordered it. No, I, I, that's, my job was to identify what we want. 
Do you ever notice when you go to Google, you don't type in what you don't want, but you type in what you do want? Do you know that Google strips away the words don't, not, and no? So when you tell Google what you don't want, it brings you what you said you didn't want. When you type in no football, you don't get hockey. When you type in no sex, guess what you get? Sex. Google strips away the words don't know and brought you what you said you didn't want. So does law of attraction. So when I talk about what I don't want, I'm giving it attention, energy, and focus. That placed the order. Pizza, here's a list of what I want. How do I place the order? I call. Hey, here's the pizza, boom, done. Wouldn't it be nice if the only thing with law of attraction, build a list, place the order? So you, people have, at home have done that. They've built a list of what they wanted. But law of attraction's definition clearly states whatever you give your attention, energy, and focus to. And they all mean the same thing. You don't have to do three. Th when I give something my attention, I'm actually focusing on it. And if I'm focused, guess what? They all mean the same thing. So I got to do three things? No. Whatever you give your attention, energy, and focus to, period, you will get more of it. Now, building the list of what you want, not placing the order. So the question is, what places an order to the universe or to law of attraction? It's your attention to it. Now I'm going to talk about my ideal client. Let's call it an ideal client. Yeah. And I, so what's my ideal client? Well, I had to find out what I didn't want to help. So my clients, you know, the ones that don't pay on time and the ones that only buy one off session. I don't want that. So what do you want? Here's my client list. Boom, 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 boom. Now I got to place the order. The way you place an order with law of attraction, you give it attention, energy, and focus. When I talk about it, when I read it, when I tell you, it causes me to give attention to it. Step number two says, include the vibration of what you want to attract. So if I build the list and tuck it in my sock drawer or in the file folder in the back of my lucky cabinet, guess what? I'm not giving it attention. The law says whatever you give your attention, energy, and focus to. First step, what do you want? Second step, you need to include it in your vibration. Like the pizza, here's what I want. I place the order. Now the restaurant's making the pizza. Now, when it comes to pizzas, we allow it in real fast, right? We can smell it coming up the driveway. We're running <laughs> to the door. When it comes to a pizza, our allowing is real easy. Let them in. Hey, open the door. They're, all, they're coming around the corner. Let the pizza in. So when it comes to pizza or Amazon, boy, we let all those in. But when it comes to, to desiring stuff, we're not so good at that. We're, step one, we're good at what, knowing what we want. We're good at placing the order. Some people make a collage. Some people do a dream board. Some people visualize. Some people tell other friends. There's lots of ways you can give it attention. What's your favorite way? Here's what I want. i got to give it attention, and I have to allow it. That means I have to open up the receiving valve or the door. But most people aren't good at allowing. Matter of fact, how fast you can attract what you want is determined on how much you're allowing. I wanted to talk about one example that really captures this, and it's one of the examples you give of a woman who's been going on blind dates. She is actually in the process of finding that ideal match for her, but she's been on a couple of bad dates and she's realizing some of the things that she doesn't want. So can you explain how understanding these quote-unquote setbacks actually just simply means you're in the process of, you know, kind of continuing to bring on the positive vibrations? Yeah, well, let's, let's go back to Google. You know what Google is? Vibrational law of attraction. That's all. 
So when I go to Google, I type in what I want. So say, for example, someone listening, thinking, you know what? I heard this guy in Rich's show. He was a lawyer. He wrote about law of attraction. His name was Michael. That's all I know. Oh, yeah, Victoria. So I'm going to go to Google. I'm going to type Victoria Law Michael. And then Google comes back and says, well, there's 7,000 of them. They're lawyers, Victoria, Australia, Victoria, Texas, and all the Michaels. So there's going to be a bunch of us, right? So what do you do? Do you get ticked off at Google or do you say, oh, I need to refine my search here? So now you say, oh, it was law of attraction. Oh, that's going to make a difference. So it's Michael, law of attraction, and Victoria. Oh, you'll nail it. You'll... So in other words, the feedback from the first things you received was just that. It was feedback to tell you how close you were in identifying what you want. Google didn't know what you were looking for. It was matching the words. It's not smart. Google's not smart. It's obedient. So we don't get ticked off at Google when it's not right. We get excited. Oh, Google's getting close. I almost got it. Let's do this. Okay. It was Michael, um, law of attraction. He said, Oprah, that, those four key words would find me. But if you only ask Michael lawyer, Michael law, I'm not a lawyer, but people make that mistake searching. And Google says, is this what you want? We say, no, Google, let me help you search better. So let's talk about law of attraction, right? We say we want to get an ideal client and you built the list. And then you go for a lunch and you have a conversation prospecting somebody. And boy, they sounded like they were pretty interested and, you know, they had money for your services and, you know, they were, they had good, everything. You liked everything. And then at the very end, they say, you know what, I think we're going to hold off till like 2022 or whatever. Now, this is what the most important part of all this law of attractions eavesdropping and it's in your car and here's what it's picking up on the conversation. Oh, what a waste of time that was. That's another one. This always happens. Nobody ever hires me. What a waste of time. Law of attractions is eavesdropping on that. And it doesn't know that's what you want or what you don't want. So here's what we got to get in the habit. Everybody has to get in the habit. Here's the tool. It's called celebrate slash acknowledge. means same thing. Celebrate or acknowledge how close the match was. So what if you, on the way home, you would say, oh, just like Google, right? You don't get ticked off at Google when it's a close match. You get excited. So what if in the car, and I'm showing the vibrational bubble, what if in the car you thought, okay, this guy did not hire me. Boy, here's what I liked about him. Good handshake, good eye contact, good communicator. He was there before me. That's hard to do. He was prompt. He had good manners. He wrote, there's like 10 things. This dude was really just the perfect contractor employee. Instead of saying, oh, what a waste of time. Now, here's why this is important. As you were celebrate and acknowledging the match to what you received that you like, law of attraction was eavesdropping in your celebration or acknowledgement of it. And law of attraction doesn't know how this vibration got included because it's not very smart. It's obedient. And then you get another job interview and another client. See, the job is to seek out what the matches are. Don't focus on what didn't happen. Focus on what does happen. Now, that's if you're looking for an ideal client. Here's my technique when a business person says, well, I would say, tell me about your ideal client. This is for everybody listening. Here's the name of the exercise. Here's what I like about blank. So I'm going to tell you what I like about Paul from Vancouver. And when I'm telling you what I like about Paul from Vancouver, law of attraction doesn't know who Paul is. Law of attraction is responding to the vibration when I tell you what I like about this client. 
So I want everyone to do the exercise. And it's called, here's what I like about blank. Put their name in it. I'll go first. Okay. Here, <laughs> here's what I like about Paul. He buys a package of six hours from me every month with emotion code services. He gives two away, introduce me to two new people. He pays up front. He shows up on time. He posts about me. He thanks me. I'm always getting referrals from him. He's gracious. He's polite. He sends me thank you notes. I could go on and on. Now, Law of Attraction doesn't know that I was just remembering, recollecting what I liked about this client. It's responding to how I feel about this client. Or I could tell you about Betty. Oh, she's a pain in the you-know-what. She's blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Law of Attraction doesn't know who Betty is. We got to be careful what we're giving attention to because law of attraction is matching it. It's not smart. It's obedient. So we have the ability to reset this vibe by saying, so I guess, but what I want instead. There's a gentleman named Ed Milet who I'm um, kind of in a coaching group of his with, with a lot of other members. And he was telling a story of how he was desiring something and, you know, had the positive vibrations and he was at a dinner and two tables away, he happened to hear someone who fit exactly what it was that he needed for this specific thing. And he's like, I don't know how I overheard that from two tables away. And I was just like, I know why. <laughs> and I was like, I, I have a feeling I know why, but let me ask you this. If I am someone who is giving my attention and energy to what I want. I actually legitimately have positive vibes, no negative vibes. You could only experience one at a time. These are positive vibes. However, I go to the workplace or maybe it's my staff or what have you, and these people have negative vibrations. How can I resist? What should I do to protect myself uh, and keep my vibrational bubble where I want it to be? Well, you only have one job. And your job is to mind your vibration. You see, if you can imagine with law of attraction that there's a vibrational meter and it goes from zero to 50, which is negative and, you know, high vibe. So we can tell when we're high on the dial by how we feel, right? So, oh, wow. If we don't use numbers. You know, years ago, they, they made them into, we could say, oh, I'm so 99 right today. Oh, really? Yesterday I was a 47. So we don't use numbers, but that's all feelings are. They all fit on the scale. So if I'm content, you know, that's like a one to, you know, 50 to 60. If I'm elated, we just have names. We could just use numbers. So law of attraction is always responding to that. And our job is to mind our vibration. Here's why. When you have a high vibration, that means you're not talking about negative things. You're not experiencing negative things. You're doing things that you love. When your vibration is high, you can attract stuff fast. The speed at which you attract anything is equal to how much negative vibration you have. So really negative people, they attract things all right. They attract negative things. It's hard for them to attract positive things because of the degree of the, of the negative vibration cancels the desire of the positive vibration. So we all have somebody in our life that's a, a lower dial than ours. How, how do we know that? Well, we can tell by how we feel. You know, we're on 99, we're on 100, we're having a good vibe. Even in the 90s, I love my life in the 90s. And then my phone rings and it's my friend Bob. Bob is on 45 on the dial. Bob is on 45 and I'm on 95. This is important. The distance between our vibrations equals the amount of resistance that I feel when I'm with him. I can feel resistance. 
He rubs me the wrong way. He's a complainer. We're not, I can't be on 95 and listen to 45 in the car. And most people lower their dial to meet their negative friends. They say, oh, hi, how you doing? Uh, I don't do that. I'm too selfish. Selfish equals self-care. I care about my vibe too much to let it, I will flick people away. But now when my friends complain about something, you know what words they're using? Don't, not, and know. And when they're worrying about something, you know what you're using? Don't, not, and know. When they're talking about what they don't want, you know what words they're using? Don't, not, and know. So the people around you that are negative and are complaining, they use the word don't, not, and know. So you either continue that conversation or you say to them, so what do you want? Oh, that kind of stops them. Complainers will complain until you say, so what do you want? And they're going to change their words and they're going to change your vibration. And now you just made your friend raise their dial to meet yours. And now they'll think twice before they'll complain to you again. You see, people will treat you the way you allow them to. And if you allow people to complain to you, then people will complain to you. I call it a vibrational boundary. It's like having vibrations around your boundary. What are you willing to tolerate? How low are you willing to dip your vibration? Mine is none. When this is one of the most difficult decisions for business owners or just, well, I guess people in general, if I have those friends or if I have those employees that have those negative vibrations. I have my positive vibrations. I'm asking them some of the questions that you're telling me to ask. And I'm trying to summon my patience and maintain my positive vibes, but I can't. What is the catalyst? What is it that is inhibiting me from taking the action that I know is going to keep me at my 90, high 90, where I want to be? Why do we not do it when we know it's what's best for us? Well, first, you have to be selfish enough to care about your own vibe, right? And I believe you have to model it. And then people say, oh, I like how you said that. Or, oh, you're always positive. You know, when I worked at the guy, I modeled it. I never got kicked off. I never got angry. I reframed everything. I turned, and I always said this. I had one sign in my office. It said, behind every complaint is a request. So I trained them not to complain to me. Oh, it's too hot in here. What's your request? Oh, I can't. What's your request? So they knew I would say, what's your request? And you know what? They're like kids. They learn real fast. So they would come to me and say, you know what? I think i got a solution to something I'm working on. I thought, well, that's better. Behind every complaint is a request. And I also had a little sign that had the words don't, not, and know with the line through it. You can tell me what you want without using the, I don't want this. What do you want? I don't want, what do you want? It takes, it's a trained behavior that you can eliminate. And I'm sure as a dad, you catch yourself saying, don't touch, don't spill your milk, don't beat up your sister, don't talk back. You know, <laughs> it just comes out, but they're all relanguageable. It just takes time. Speaking of kids, I mean, yes, like let's hit that because you have a, a part uh, right at the end where you speak about how you can impart the law of attraction on your children or at least practice it with them. When I have a four and an almost two-year-old and it's crazy here once everyone's in the house and it's 7 p.m. and I, all I would like is for everyone to eat and be calm, how can I, you know, kind of distinguish trying to impart discipline versus the law of attraction and, and, you know, the vibrations that we want to feel collectively in this household? Well, you can reduce the amount of negativity that the fa everybody attracts when you control the conversation, because it all starts with what they're talking about. Are they complaining or how long do you let them complain? And I don't mean you, all of us, right? 
So I would say, well, how do you want that to be? You know, what would you like instead? You know, and have that conversation. I also think it's important. Uh, I don't have children, but I help a lot of people increase their self-esteem. And self-esteem means the ability to esteem yourself. Instead of kids, particularly young girls, looking at TV and pop stars and thinking, I need to look like that. So here's the exercise that um, I even have a chef friend that does this with his staff because his staff always wanted his praise. And he goes, I don't want to have to praise every time they make a burger. So he got them into this habit. And here's how you esteem yourself. Tell me three things that you did well with that. Oh, well, I did this well. I did this well. And then the boss, would, my friend would say, okay, good work. That's all I would have to say. So the ability to esteem yourself, and it's a challenge for a lot of people. They don't know how to do that. So that's a great little exercise. That one and reducing the word don't, not, and no. Now, you could put a, a sign on the fridge that has the word don't, not, and no with the international do not use symbol. You would model it. Or a fun thing in the book, I talk about some kind of game where if they catch mom or dad using the word don't, not, and no, then they get to take a star off their whatever, some kind of scorekeeping. So you look at the board and, and the kids, the minute you say don't, not, and no, they're going to run and take a coin or a star off of your board and put it on theirs. And they'll be more careful about using the word don't, not, because you can take a star off of their board and put it on yours. So it's just a little reward system. And it, it actually helps them pay attention to your words more, which makes you pay attention to your words more. Absolutely. And we have time for just one last thing. And, and what I wanted to discuss was you've trained hundreds of thousands of people and millions of people have read your book and people have put this into practice and some have fared very well and some probably have failed miserably. If someone is on the right path and, and really truly being deliberate about practicing the law of attraction and, and just making it a staple in their lives. Where is the point that you've seen where people usually have the misstep or the biggest challenge? So that way they could maybe be prepared for it and counteract that with some positive vibes. Well, law of attraction is always responding to the balance of your vibration. So you might have super good relationships, vibe is good there. And you might be making good money, you know, so you got good money vibes. But boy, you hate going to work. You hate your boss. Everything's horrible there. The negative vibration of your job combined with the other two vibrations, the net effect of the vibration is lowered. So your overall vibration is lowered. So the question is, how do I find out which area of my life is the most problematic? It's the most troublesome. How do I go in that area, reset my vibe, and then my overall vibration raises? You know, a lot of people think I'm in the business to help people be more positive. That's not true. I'm in the business to help people become less negative. And the best way to become more positive is to become less negative. It's a math equation. The balance of your vibration is determined by how much negative vibration it's in it. So our natural state is 100 on the dial. That's our natural born state. And when you're not at 100, that means there's a layer of this BS and this BS. So those layers, like a, an onion or a lotus flower, when I stop attracting that negative thing, it's like, oh, okay, my life's a little bit better. I got rid of that problematic person. And then I stop, you know, for me, I, I got off TikTok. I got off of Twitter because it was too toxic. So little layers. And it's like, so my overall vibration is better because it's not contaminated with the things that brought my vibe down. And then that's how you'd be more deliberate about your vibe, right? 
And then you become less tolerant with things that don't feel good. Matter of fact, you'll notice instead of waiting four days, you're going to say, ooh, I don't like this. I'm going to clean this up right away. Like you become so caring about your vibe is you just always want to be super diligent and careful. I can absolutely vouch for that. Uh, it has become easier to say no to things in the last uh, couple of years for me. <laughs> and and I do it with little deliberation. It's instinctual. And I understand it. that actually evokes a positive vibe for me. But Michael, thank you so much for all your time. I want to make sure people know where to find you and where you'd like them to find you. So if you could leave us with that, uh, we'll wrap there. Hangoutwithmichael.com. Hangoutwithmichael.com. Lots there for you to learn and enjoy. And when can we expect the revised version? Because I will certainly be getting it. Yes. Well, I submitted it uh, about a month ago to the editor. There's a new chapter on how to hold a five-session Law of Attraction book club. So people like you could get your friends together or other entrepreneurs. Uh, There's one on a a faucet. And I used the faucet to describe resistance and allowing. So that was fun. And a couple other ones. You'll have to wait and see. Thank you for the interview. No, thank you so much. Uh, so everyone, uh, please go ahead and check out hangoutwithmichael.com. If you have not bought the book, buy the book. I promise you. I The reason we are talking, by the way, is because I'm rereading it again because I want to make sure it is ingrained into my brain. And I just decided to send him a DM after I went through his uh, the normal channels. And that's how we're here. In less than a week, I think it was, uh, here we are on a podcast. So it, it clearly works. Uh, it's, it's what I want, but the book is fantastic. So please check it out. And thanks again. All right, everyone, hopefully you enjoyed Michael's presentation and understand more about the law of attraction. I like to try and poke holes in things, but uh, this one's really hard to poke holes in. And obviously it's substantiated by, you know, just the book and the people I know who have just beyond a shadow of a doubt told me the power of, of what visualization, what the law of attraction can do for them. All that being said, this podcast gets spread like wildfire when people talk about it. Word of mouth is always going to be the best marketing tool for a podcast. So I would like you to go to my Instagram or tag me or tag this episode or tag any promo of this episode and tag me at richcardona underscore. If you're not following me yet, follow me. Let's have a conversation. You can DM me anytime. If you have podcasts or video questions, I'd love to chat or get an initial chat going on. And then lastly, I'd really like if you could take the time to review it. Okay, go to Apple, go to Spotify, go to Google, wherever you listen to your podcast and review it. If this has helped you, then review it. And I really would love for other people to see, wow, like that's a lot of five-star reviews. These are legit reviews. So they know that I could probably be one of the seven podcasts that people listen to. Because if you didn't know that, the average person listens to about seven podcasts max. And I want to be one of them. I know I got my seven. So thank you so much for just being incredibly supportive and for helping me get guests like Michael. And I want to keep it going. And I could do that with your help. So check me out. Looking forward to hearing from you.